Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good evening, I'm Chua Tiantian with your Market View. Global markets are tanking ahead of a huge week for central banks, and fear is mounting among investors as U.S. Fed officials kick off a two-day meeting later tonight to discuss their next monetary policy move. Now, the Federal Open Market Committee is widely expected to announce a 50 basis point rate hike on Wednesday, and markets are now betting for a 75 basis point hike after the U.S. inflation figures showed no signs of abating. Now, if this is the case, this would make it the third time the Fed has raised rates this year. And around the world, the Bank of England, Bank of Japan, Swiss National Bank are also set to announce their rate decisions this week. Elsewhere, investors will also keep a lookout of a slew of economic data ranging from China's industrial production and retail sales, among others. How will all of these events pan out and what do they mean for investors? And for more, we speak to Suan Tekin, the head of research at UOB. Mr. Suan? Hi, and thanks for joining us. So, Mr. Swan, let's talk about the U.S. Fed Reserve's rate decision. Markets are betting a 75 basis point hike after U.S. inflation soared to its highest since 1981. What are your thoughts? Do you agree with it? Right, thanks, Tian, for the question, and it's very good to be here. Mm. Uh, Well, the 75 basis point, if you look at, uh, I think the market basically abandoned the 50 basis point that uh, the Fed Mm. officials have been talking about last week. That's before the CPI report. Right now, I think the market is betting on um, 75 basis point height uh, this uh, Thursday morning mm. and I think the uh, probability is uh, really really uh, scary basically it is 97, 97% probability 98% probability mm. that it's going to hide 150 basis point this time round right? so you go to the CME website you can take a look at that and mm. that what basically that you know it tells us that because of the CPI report last Friday mm. and the number was really uh, you know really unexpectedly uh, came out higher higher since uh, 40 in 40 years so I think the Fed had no cho- has no choice right now. Mm. I think they may have to be more aggressive than most people had expected them to do or even they themselves you know, uh, they would they would thought I think that a 50 basis point should do but unfortunately because of the numbers I think they are forced by the circumstances at this point. Mm. Uh, so Mr. Swan personally, do you agree with that? What the markets are betting up for 75 basis points? Mm-hmm. Okay, we cannot uh, go against the market. <laughs> Basically, mm. I think that's what is likely to happen on uh, Thursday. So the market is a positioning for that futures market or position for that. Mm. And that's the reason why the equity market, I think, have I think, reacted quite negatively uh, to, to this uh, sort of development, especially after last Friday's uh, CPI number. Mm. Sure. So, so, so if the Fed were to raise interest rates, as what we said, by 75 basis points, what would the implications then be, in your opinion? How would that stifle growth in the US and also in Asia? Right. I think at this point, uh, because of the more aggressive stance that the Fed might take, so I think the market, that's the reason why I think financial markets, uh, equity markets, bond markets, all reacted mm. Uh, all have been reacting to this sort of a development in terms of the negative implications that might happen, that might uh, that might uh, mm. uh, come out from these uh, more aggressive stance, right? One of the things is people have been talking about uh, recession, the risk of recession. If you look back at history, I think about 60% time or 70% time, uh, the Fed rate hike cycle is accompanied by a um, recession, right? So that means that's a rate hike cycle, rate hike cycle, recession follow about 60%, 70% time. So what if the Fed gets more aggressive? I think the chances of that mm. happening will go much higher. So at this point, we have a high inflation environment and then yet we are facing the prospect of uh, slowing down mm. or even a recession. So that's the reason why I think uh, for um, I think the, I think investors are uh, very concerned about this uh, development. And for the U.S., 
is the largest economy in the world. So if it, if it goes into a recession, uh, the implications for Asia is that, of course, you know, the, our export demand from the U.S. Uh, and those uh, those things uh, and also capital flows mm. will be uh, moving away from Asia. So these are some of the implications that uh, I think companies and also investors would have to, uh, I think, contend with going forward. So, Mr. Song, we have been asking many of analysts on the show and we want to pose this question to you as well. Mm. We were talking about quelling inflation and recession. So how should economies, how should governments navigate between the tightrope, right? Walking mm. the tightrope. How should they navigate between reining in inflation and preventing a recession? I think this is a very difficult question to answer. <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, let, me give, uh, let me give a shot. Mm. Uh, for, for governments, I think for governments, what they have to do uh, is that uh, policymakers, mm. they have to make sure that the, it's the reason why we have inflation. One of the reasons is, of course, the, in, uh, on the supply side, right? For example, what we are facing today, why there is a problem with inflation is crude oil, energy prices have been spiking. Mm. Why is that the case? Because of the conflict in Ukraine Ukraine and Russia. Mm. And why is that the case? Because of the sanctions that were placed on the export of these products Mm. by Russia, for example. So that caused the supply to, 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 to have a gap and prices go up. So if these things go away, prices will possibly will come down, right? Mm. So the sanctions, one of them. And second thing is that all those are supplies for, let's say, let's say for goods and other items. So that we have to make sure that we have a kind of a free flow in terms of free trade, you know, that sort of thing mm. to ensure that the products are able to reach our markets. So that will, we, that will reduce the price pressure. And Singapore government has done a great job on mm. this, you know, one, uh, diversifying our resources, uh, our sources of supply and also ensuring that we are part of the free trade uh, global free trade market that mm. allows goods to come in and that help help us to, you know to tie our uh, tie us through because our inflation rate if you look at look at look at it everybody was comp- is complaining mm. but if you look at our inflation rates and compared to other places I tell you mm. ours is uh, really relatively quite modest mm. I would say Tian Tian mm. sure so Mr Swan maybe let's take a look in the region maybe in Europe as well Americas as well the Bank of England Swiss National Bank mm-hmm. Brazil Central Bank they're all set to release the rate decisions this week. Mm-hmm. So to what extent do you think they will follow the movements in the US? Right, for uh, Bank of England, Swiss, Na- uh, okay, particularly Bank of England mm. and uh, Brazil, uh, not so much of Swiss National Bank. I think all uh, these uh, major central banks are releasing rate decisions on the same day as the Fed. So the mm. Fed in the mo- bright early in the morning, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, and uh, Bank of England, Swiss National Bank, they follow in the afternoon. So these two, Bank of England, likely, I think most likely they will have to hide interest rate interest rate mm. and Brazil as well. The reason uh, not so much of Swiss National Bank. Swiss National Bank, if you look at Switzerland, the inflation rate is around Singapore style, mm. about 2-3%. So not so bad, relatively mm. speaking. But UK, inflation rate is running at about 9%. And uh, Brazil is also is running at about 11-12%. So that's what I'm talking about here. So the mm. central banks in these places, they have no choice uh, to curb inflation. One of the things they need to do is to hide interest rate. And mm. Brazil, Bank of England, I think this week, they will be following uh, the Fed. Ten ten. We want to talk about the Bank of Japan in particular because the BOJ has been rather dovish keeping the rates anchored to boost the sluggish economy. But officials mm. are warning that this is leading to a further decline of the yen. So what do you think mm-hmm. the BOJ will do when they meet later on? Will there be a rate hike? Mm-hmm. Well, I think for Bank of uh, Japan, uh, Bank of Japan also faces not so much of an inflation problem. Mm. So for Bank of Japan, they are more uh, concerned about growth. Indeed, I think first quarter, they were already reporting uh, negative growth already. So they want to make sure that the economy is able to expand, able to grow. So in terms of interest rate policy, they would not be aggressive. So we expect, I think, Bank of Japan to, to take a look
look and see sort of mode. Uh, inflation uh, inflation in Japan is also quite uh, quite 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 soft relative to many other countries. Singapore style about two, three, four percent that sort of thing. So nothing to be of concern at this point. So for Bank of Japan, their mm. concern is uh, to to make sure that the economy can the economy can grow and also the exports are able to 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 continue on. So of course, I think the side effect of their taking this position mm. is that the uh, decline in the yen. Right. Mm. So for those who are looking to travel to Japan, this good news for you. But <laughs> but for Japan, <laughs> but for Japan, uh, they are looking at the prospect of a very uh, weak yen because of mm. their policy against the U.S., which is very aggressive. So mm. so the interest rate <laughs> difference are quite wide in, uh, in favor of the US and against uh, Japan. That's why we see recent uh, weakening of the yen, uh, quite quite uh, quite a lot, uh, quite a bit of weakening of the yen uh, in about I think 20 year low or something like this. So, uh, but nonetheless, uh, Bank of Japan likely to take a, a wait and see uh, mode at this point in terms mm. of its policy and rather continue to uh, stimulate or accommodate all these economic growth. Um, thank you. Mm, indeed, if you're tuning in, we are speaking to Swan Tikin, the head of research at UOB. Mr. Swan, let's take our, turn our attention to look at Asia. Chinese industrial production and retail sales for May to be out tomorrow. What are some market expectations at this point? Right, Tianjin uh, tomorrow will be a big day for uh, China because a whole bunch of data will be coming up, like what you mentioned, industrial production, retail sales, uh, investment data, etc. All these numbers for May uh, will be coming up. And then the, uh, the backdrop is this. Uh, for, for the month of May, uh, Shanghai, uh, mm. the largest city in China, was still in lockdown at that time. So we ex- uh, I think ma- market expectations are expecting uh, quite a bit of weakness on the consumer side, which is like, for example, retail sales. I think it's going to be uh, suffering uh, quite a bit because of the lockdown. People staying at home, cannot come out to eat, that, that sort of thing. So I think the retail sales are going to suffer quite a bit uh, for, for the month of May. But for industrial production, I think it's slightly better. So we should see some improve, uh, some uh, positive numbers mm. in uh, industrial production manufacturing sector because under the lockdown situation, the consumers have to stay home, but uh, the production more or less mm. can still go on, but at a, in a limited fashion. Mm. So in terms of uh, these two legs, so to speak, one leg will be limping quite a, quite a mm. bit. The other leg of uh, manufacturing, uh, export, production, mm. I think that should fare better. But again, I think for the month of May, that will, that will give us some clue how uh, second quarter will perform for China. So we expect the second quarter uh, GDP number to be quite bad. I think it's going to be in a negative kind of uh, year-on-year, similar to what happened in 2020 when China first went into uh, lockdown. So that is the picture for China, uh, Tiantian. Mm. The renewed lockdown fears in China, how is that going to weigh in? Because last week we did see Shanghai, several parts were being locked down again. So what's the outlook for their economic recovery, especially with all those fears weighing in? Right, uh, Tiantian. So that's the, that's the thing uh, mm. for China because of the May numbers not going to be very pretty. And then now we, we are in June and then all this <laughs> lockdown uh, news, you know, all these um, mm. uh, tests mass testing coming in, some restrictions mm. here and there and things like that. So it's not going to do very, uh, China is not going to do very well mm. in, the, in the second quarter. So I think uh, likely to see a negative year-on-year uh, number for China because of the June. We all expected uh, June to be a much better month because of the, you know, the uh, easing of the restrictions mm. and the now back into uh, lockdown uh, mode again. Uh, for some parts at least. So that would, I think, impact on uh, consumer sentiment. Actual consumer spending will be affected as well. 
So that is not uh, that is going to be quite a big uh, picture for China for the second quarter. But hopefully, mm. the situation should improve in the second half. Okay, can I just check with you? Any final words of advice for our listeners at this point in time? What should they do? What should investors do during this period of uncertainty? Right. Uh, indeed, I think the market is really uncertain. Uh, running up, at least running up to um, to the to the uh, Fed uh, FOMC decision this Friday morning. And today, you can see that. Most of the markets are in a very bad shape in Asia. Mm. Uh, you know, S&P, uh, then Australia was down uh, for, uh, as much as 5% this morning. Mm. And, uh, but some recovery we are seeing, uh, for example, in um, Thailand is uh, positive and Jakarta is positive uh, today in terms of the performance. So mm. for investors, I think, again, the important thing is that um, uh, to diversify the portfolio mm. because some markets will do well and some markets will mm, not certainly. and some assets will do well. And some assets will not, right? Mm. So uh, you want to balance out mm. rather than concentrating on sure. the certain assets or sectors. Mm, diversify okay. indeed. Thank you, Mr. Swan. We've right. been speaking Thank to you. Swan Tikkin, the head of research at UOB. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.